Welcome to The Crunch, the only podcast that's high on the spice. It's your boy, Ethan. And I'm Patrick. The Crunch is a Catholic comedy podcast where Ethan and I have an informal conversation about a Catholic topic. We think more people should have conversations like this and have fun while they do it. We're glad you're here. Thanks for joining us. This is a podcast where we get high on spice. (laughs) That's the only thing we do. I'm trying to do more introductory stuff to the podcast. I feel like we need I'm, to introduce new listeners more. We're I'm a trying to do more time-bending psychedelic future drugs. I'm trying to join the. I'm, I'm trying to join the Bene Gesserit. I've only ever read it. I don't know what. How, what do you say? Yeah, it's. I think it's a G. It's a J. G. It's Bene Bene Gesserit. Bene Gesserit. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. it's Dune season. If you're if you're not aware, it's it's it's, it's the, the sands time, of time are blowing in from the north. Uh-huh. And, uh-huh. and uh huh. I'm really excited. The movie's coming out in like a week. All the people are watching the reviews, or, or the the reviewers are watching it. And they're giving it good reviews. I'm rereading the yeah. book, so I'm I'm back in the in the lore. I'm mm-hmm. back into the depths of the of the Dune tale. And uh, I don't know. I'm back. I've got my sci-fi hat on. I'm yeah, thinking man. of getting. There's a German worm. Let me explain. There's a, a, worm. <laughs> there's, a <laughs> there's a German. A guy who made a poster for the German release of the 1984 version of Dune, and the poster okay. is really cool, and, yeah. and it's different than the like than the American art for it. But the, you can get. I want to get it. I want to put it here. Next to John Paul II, because I think that those two are the, <laughs> are important. We get to do a Dune Worm here, JP two, Ocean's Eleven, and then maybe like a UFO right here. And I think that oh, would yeah. complete. Then everybody would know what I'm about instantly. Who you are, yeah, in, <laughs> yeah. in, in four easy steps. Yeah, I think that'd be a ton of fun. Yeah, <laughs> say who you are without downloading any new photos into your camera roll. <laughs> yes, and it would just be me amongst the amongst my friends. Amongst your friends, John Paul II, yes. the Dune poster, Ocean's Eleven, Danny Ocean, I, and uh, and the UFO, from, Frank uh, Ocean, X Files, and <laughs> Frank Ocean. <laughs> I love. I, I'm excited for the Dune movie. I think the Dune movie was the last movie I saw in theaters before my son was born. <laughs> really, I'm trying to. Th- I was think it 2022. It's, uh, it came out in 2021. Actually, oh, never mind then. Yeah, so I think. It came out. I'm pretty sure October 21, maybe December, maybe got pushed to December 21. So it was somewhere around there. Yeah, never mind. I think it was because I, I did not watch many movies in 2022. Yeah, I think it was um, before we got pregnant with Peter. So it was. Yeah. So I think I've seen other movies in theaters, but I can't imagine. I think I saw Nope in theaters with my a friend of mine. Okay. But since then, we haven't. Since Peter's been born, we had. I mean, you don't. You don't go to movies. This is what people don't tell you. This this might factor into your decision to have a child, but you don't get to go to movies anymore. It's just yeah. for like a while. We're getting it. Thankfully, we live next to our friends. And so I can just take the monitor, do, 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 do. Here you go. And then we can just go and do you whatever. Watch but not everybody movie. has that luxury. I've you watched wa- oh, movies. Yeah. Tons. Yeah, I've watched movies. Tons. But going, like getting a sitter, even getting mm-hmm. your parents, for even someone oh. for free, is like, why would oh. you waste for me, it's like I don't want to waste that night, you know. I yeah, would much doing rather... something that you enjoy. What a no, waste! No, 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 no! Like they're just sitting in, a, like watching a movie out of all things. You know? Oh yeah, it's just. Well, but are you a big movie unless guy? it was a, unless it was a huge movie that I was super excited about? Just the yeah. largest movie, biggest screen, biggest yeah. chairs, absolutely massive. Yeah, movie. IMAX. I'm not, small I'm, not, I'm not getting I, a sitter for Ant-Man and the Wasp quantum mania. No, you know, that's no. not I would I saw that movie on a plane. That is a that is a plane movie. That is the epitome uh, of a plane movie. Because it's, it's such a shame. The only reason you should ever watch Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania is if you're stuck on a tube three miles in the air. That's the only reason to do it. Did we no watch it? You watched it on the way to Israel, right? Uh I think it was Somewhere on the way back, on one of the legs. Okay. Yeah. One of the legs. Yeah, I don't remember. but I, So I'm big in my sci-fi. I watched, because there was a big Starship Troopers discourse going on on Twitter the Starship other day. Did Troopers you see this? and they only poop, yeah. Yeah, so I rewatched Starship Troopers, so that was enjoyable. Um, so I'm kind of back. I'm like kind of in my bag, I guess. 
<laughs> kind of in my. I I'm I read a of... I read a book that I read a book that is classified as sci-fi in the library, but it's more high fantasy. We talked about it. I finished. Oh, I finished yeah. the mystery. Was I right book. in the way that I presented it to you? Did was you were you were right correct? in that character, but I was yeah. I was happy that that character wasn't as important as yeah. you made him out to he, be. No, he's not that important. He's just annoying. I'm sure he's more yeah. important in the other books, but. Anyway. Yeah, but I I really liked I really liked the book. I Patrick liked read Mistborn by Brandon I read Sanderson. Mistborn by Brandon Sanderson. You're officially welcome. Hey, welcome aboard to the uh, the Midwit Society. You've made it. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm reading. <laughs> see, I didn't I didn't read a lot of uh, uh, of of popular fiction mm. books back in the day, and every time I discover one, Ethan is like, "Oh yeah, I've read it already." No, that's it's not kind of funny. Yeah, no, That's I was like, true. I was like, hey, I read the, I started reading the Expanse series. He's like, oh yeah, oh, yeah. it kind of falls off after the third book, and I'm like, stop <laughs> telling me that. Sorry, <laughs> I'm not trying to be that guy. Uh, <laughs> it's just we we it's actually surprising because you and I are so different in m- many ways. Yeah, physically, emotionally, spiritually, economically, uh-huh. we have we don't share a lot. But then when it comes to like reading fiction books, there's kind of this little overlap that we share overlap, that we don't yeah. explore very often because we never read fiction books. <laughs> yeah. You know, and when we there's do, a, we're forcing over, ourselves to read Victor Hugo's The Hunchback of Notre Dame. And, uh, and <laughs> it's many, not going To many well. people's dismay. The, yeah. the problem Chagrin. with you and I is that when we overlap on something... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You usually have the upper hand, <laughs> and so I hate it. <laughs> what, do you, what does that mean? Like that when I, I tried when I tried chess, you were like, "You yeah. idiot! You I, don't know what you're talking about." Yeah, or now I true. have to debate someone, and you're like, uh-huh. "This is your bag this too." This is what you should do. And yeah. you're like, "Come on, you have to do some cross X." And I'm like, "I don't ride a skateboard. I don't know what that even means." <laughs> I, <don't... laughs> I think it's just that I've done, I've dabbled in quite a few mini hobbies, Indeed. you know, and so you have the upper hand on a lot of other things too, to be fair on, in my I like life. when we stay in those areas. Yeah. But I like, <laughs> I think we should, the problem is Bad you have the friend. upper hand, you have the upper hand on things that like matter, you know, and I have I the upper hand on like true. being good at chess and having read some science fiction books. It's like not really that important of a thing to have an upper hand on, you know? No, it is. You you have the upper hand when it comes to DreamWorks movies. You have the upper hand when it comes to chess, de- uh, formal debate, Fortnite, uh, American football, Fortnite, just video games in general. I think I I lap you. Yeah, easily. I think I think if yeah. I think if we played Smash Bros, it would go poorly for me. It would go poorly, even if we played something simple. Like if I put. Like if you and me, I'm thinking about, I've got a lot of trains of thought going on here. So you're going to bear with me. They're making a new college football game. This is a big news in the video game world because the last college football game that they made was in 2014 and they stopped making it because it was like they ran out of the deal with the NCAA stopped working. So they couldn't put the college players in the video game anymore and sell it. But now that they've, they can pay the kids. They're like, Mm -hmm. we're going to bring the game back. So I'm thinking that I'm just going to I'm going to probably I haven't I haven't tested this with my wife yet so she's in the other room she's hearing this for the first time I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to be <laughs> <laughs> just just, just gonna... spitballing just spitballing here let's just yeah, try and see what happens I haven't really thought about it too deeply but I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to go full time and I'm going to try to get K-State to win a national championship in under 24 in hours game. of gameplay you know yeah. I'm going to see if I can do it <laughs> Uh, it might not be possible, but I think I think with the skills that I've been given in my life, I think I can do it. I think you can do it. I yeah. I'm proud Stream of you. live on our Twitch channel. Is this is this in addition to or is it in replacement of Monkey Mondays? <laughs> I think <laughs> uh, I think if I played a college football game on Monkey Mondays and called it Monkey Mondays, some people might take it the wrong way. That's fair. Uh, hey, speaking so, of speaking of faux pas uh, live yeah. on, the, did you see what Raymond Arroyo said on Fox <laughs> News? I did. <laughs> Raymond, you Raymond, can't say that, buddy. Raymond, you can't be saying things <laughs> Raymond, like this. You cannot say that, man. <laughs> oh, this, dude. This month, <laughs> this, this 
Tell him what the tell him what he Did said. Pee Wee Herman looking guy <laughs> gets on national television and he's Fox. doing election analysis. Which sure, which brother, brother. Yeah, no. Who are you to be analyzing an election? You're a, just a guy. Come on, yeah. man. You write yeah. children's books. Like who are you? And they're talking about the black vote. Which for- Kirk- Kirkland's Rick Riordan is what he is. Raymond, if you hear this, they're I love talking, you. I'd love to come on your show. They're talking about you. You deserve everything that's about to happen to you um, in this podcast. You've you've earned yeah. this. We've he, we've set our laser about beam the black on you. vote with three other white people on Fox News, which I, yeah. they should know by now that that's not a good look. I don't think. And they he care. goes, and he he they they pop. They just apparently Trump released sneakers. They sold out instantly. I Incredible. I I went to go buy one or buy a pair, and they were just. Uh-huh. Gone. gone i was like man i was and really raymond, looking forward and, to spending that 399 dollars <laughs> raymond Darn. arroyo goes oh wow he must be doing really well with black people then on television yep crazy crazy he, he said say. he said quote they love sneakers as if it was like <laughs> <laughs> it's just and the, you could see just, Tommy Laren. You could see Tommy Laren. Yeah. Like, do you think that people that bought the sneakers, like she very much like brings it back because uh-huh. she's smart. It's it's and, crazy that Tommy Laren is the one that is. I know <laughs> that is setting a baseline of normalcy on the Fox News program. <laughs> I man, I saw that, dude. Oh, it's funny. Uh, poor I, Raymond. Raymond. Raymond, I would like to. Man. This is a formal invitation, Raymond. If you'd like to come on Monkey Mondays and make a t- amends for what you've done, for what you've done, <laughs> we could play. We could play. What's a game with? We could play Donkey Kong Country, and we could sit by side side by side, and I'll hand you a Nintendo sixty four controller, and you'll pretend to not know what it is because that's what every old person does when you hand them a video game controller. It's like you know the stick, you move the buttons. You move the stick. Come on, this. Uh, you've had you've and, had decades to figure out what an N sixty four controller does. And we can talk it through. <laughs> this is a problem I always had with my father. My father is an incredibly intelligent man. You know, yeah. works as a high level, you know, uh, web developer, web architect for for a mm. large technology company. Done it for decades. You hand him a PlayStation controller to, to and he goes, "I wish there was only one button, Dad." What do you mean? You wish there was only one button? You code in Kubernetes all day. You have to be able to do multiple things. Yeah. What are you you, talking and, about? and you I've seen you operate an entire computer out of the command line and you are and you're wishing for a singular button on the controller. How can you I just don't understand. You know, you just gotta think about it. Think about it like it's the computer, <laughs> Dad. Anyway, that's a problem I have with my dad on the podcast. It was really funny. Yeah. Good for him. Poor guy. He's right. a good guy. Or Raymond. What were we what were we talking about? We we're talking about video games. We we're talking about things that I'm better at than you. Let's keep going on that. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. That was Let's a good. Get back to the task at hand. I really enjoyed that part of the show. <laughs> I think we should do more of often. that. I yeah. Well, I think it maybe should become Bring I mean, back Pittsburgh no, News and ways Pittsburgh that Ethan news. is smarter than Patrick. Yeah, kind of a superiority Saturday segment. Yeah, I think that's I think that's important for us. I think that's important yeah. for our brand. Yeah, I agree. I I have a question before yeah. we go into the topic for today. Sure, lay it on me. My parochial vicar, the the priest, the young priest at our parish. It's his birthday today. Okay, and Phoebe I'm not and singing I, "Happy Birthday" to this guy no, 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 on the no. podcast. Phoebe okay. and I, Phoebe and I were trying to be like, okay, what do we get Father Zach for his birthday? And I thought priests get food all the time and they uh-huh. get jesusy things all the time yeah. so i was like alcohol. what do you get a priest alcohol yes. yeah what do you symbols. get a priest and i was like we should get him a book but like not a book about god we should get him a book about ornithology does he like birds but Bird... not as far as i know <laughs> <laughs> okay that's really funny then <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you thank you that's great <laughs> But like, because I, like I, I was like imagining, imagining the thought that goes through his head. Right, like he gets the book, and we're like, we're just giving the book. Like, Here you go, Father. Like, happy birthday. And he was yeah. like, did they? Did I indicate that I like birds? <laughs> or like, he comes up to us later, like, hey, are yeah. you guys like super into bird watching? Like, no, no. Why would you ask us that? What do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> and then I was thinking, or on on the flip side, I was thinking about doing. Uh, one of my favorite, me- mentally my favorite jokes, and never actually done it, 
but buying like a card that's for a little kid, like mm-hmm. happy ninth birthday to my favorite nephew and crossing out the words instead of saying it, like crossing it out. So it says like 29 instead of nine oh, yeah. and crossing yeah. out nephew and putting parochial vicar, but yeah. as like a monkey on or a transformer. I think that's, that's a really funny joke. There's um, one. I wanted to do it for your wedding, but Phoebe said ah. no. Oh, come on. <laughs> I know. That's what I said. Happy it's it's like happy once. eighth birthday, like happy wedding to my favorite podcast co-host. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great. That would have been a card to remember. I know. It'd have been great. So I think you we'll, should do we'll, I should you should do something like you should do that and the bird book. You know? I think it'd be really funny to do that and the yeah. bird book. I think if the priest has a good sense of humor, he'll he'll appreciate it. Have you considered getting him a pack a, a like carton Norm of McDonald's, cigarettes? Though. That was what that's what Father Anthony said. Yeah. When, he, when it was like, what do you get me for my birthday? He said cigarettes. Cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> and so that, was, that was what I was telling TV there, we should do. There are a lot of priests out there that appreciate like a pack of camel crushes for their birthday. You know, like it's uh-huh. me, black and mild. Get me some Newports. Something, you know, I think Something. I think get me we've, the week. The, us younger people, we've been conditioned to think like, oh, I don't even know how to buy you know, cigarettes and a scratch off ticket. You know, the old the old trailer park special. Priests love that. <laughs> I love that. It's, this is this is the song of our people. This is this yeah. is the this is the traditional gift of the indeed of Florida. Yeah, you get you get someone you get someone a uh, you get someone a stack of lottery tickets, you get a stack mm-hmm. of scratchers, a carton of cigarettes, and uh, something made of gator skin. Just, is he on the Zins? No, he's not a tobacco guy. He he's quit. not a tobacco guy at all. He used oh, to he smoke quit. a lot. So it would quit. be a temptation to get him a... Yeah, It would be, yeah, it would yeah, be yeah. rather rude. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. It'd be like getting a Playboy for a for a recovering sex addict type It thing. would be like getting a heroin for a recovering <laughs> shopaholic. It'd be, like, it'd be like getting heroin for anyone. Anybody. Here, here's this really addictive substance. <laughs> I saw this Reddit post out. that was like, I think I might, I'm not addicted to heroin. Like, is heroin that big of a deal? He was like, my friends and I do it every, I do it every Friday. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is not real. <laughs> I just do it every week with my friends. This is no Dude, big deal. Dude, I saw, I read probably the craziest Substack article. I'll say this quick okay. and we can do the topic. Yeah. This is really interesting. So this might be, we might have to bust this open on a bonus show sometime okay. on Patreon. Patreon.com slash the crunch. But I read this, it was really well written and it's this guy from Memphis and he has three friends and he just shared the story about how, um, you know, they went to college, but they dropped out and they were just kind of working, um, you know, decent jobs, but they're getting laid off. Like the economy wasn't great. They were doing okay, scraping by. And uh, one of them got started to get into uh, military surplus mm-hmm. and then like because of that they all started to go they would like go to the gun range and they would shoot together and then some guy like his grandpa died and he inherited the land so they would go out and like shoot on the land together and it became this thing that like they all did because they didn't have like anything else to do like this was their social group and so they got more yeah. and more into this world and they they eventually were like hmm, we should like take a class on like they took a class with like a SWAT instructor on how to clear rooms together on and on how to, you know, cover each other. And they started wearing armor and they started doing all these things. They just like, they got really, really into it, right? Yeah. And they're sitting around the bonfire one day and they're talking and the they're talking about how they live in Memphis and there's not enough police. Like one of them was a cop for a while and the, an older cop was like, you got to get out of here. You know, like you're, you're going to be either laid on the, on the altar as a sacrifice to the media or you're going to get killed. You know, like there's no, there's no pension. Just get out. <laughs> like, why are you sticking around? And mm-hmm. so they realize, like, man, there's not enough police force. And there's these drug dealers all over. that are just ruling this place. Yeah. And they're all short on cash. And so they make a, a decision. They're like, we're going to go. We're going to go take down a drug house. Like, so they have all of this. They've been training for a year and they go in. And I'm not like saying this is the right thing to do, but they go in and they kill the drug dealers. And they take all the money and all of the gold, yeah. like and all the chains and everything that they have in the house. They melt down the chains. They sell them like to, to jewelry brokers or whatever. They split the cash four ways. They each made like 10 grand or something like that. And they like haven't done it again since, but they're like, maybe we just do this again. And we just start t- taking down all of the drug dealers in Memphis and like making some Amazing. money. 
And it was like, it was, it was honestly, I, it was something I was reading it and I was like, I couldn't believe what I was reading. Like, I can't believe this just got retweeted onto my timeline. And this is something that's just happening somewhere in America right just now. Do it. Just do, do, do that a few times. If you got, you got yourself a small business. <laughs> that's right. Easily scalable, you know, uh, <laughs> just train <laughs> more guys, go to more cities, hit bigger uh, drug dealers. Yeah. But I was, I was just so Shocked. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're saying you're saying those drug dealers only had forty thousand dollars in their house. Yes. Were they bad at drug dealing? I would assume so. Yes. I don't so think they, they started had... off with a big high level. That's probably fair. house. You know. That's probably fair. And they yeah they split it yeah split it four ways. You got a deal. They had to put some money. They like bought a van and they like oh, painted sure. the van and got fake plates and they did all these things that like the LLC that cost them set up too that's a, problem. <laughs> a couple of grand anyway it was just a really crazy article and uh i think there's some interesting implications for for that and what that would mean hey you know, i mean the nature of justice like, and and you know all of that stuff i think it's really cool but we'll we talk about it on a bonus show cuz it's who knows what my opinions on that are going to be I so i don't no want to work it out here on this public forum i don't want you to do it either hey Thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. Um, <laughs> I have yeah. a topic I want to know your thoughts on. Yeah. So it's kind of tangentially related oh, to, look at to that. drug dealing and, and, and vigilante justice. It's not, yes, it's right. not really related. Oh, okay, <laughs> making money, I guess. But ah. I, I was, I have, you came I, into I have a, bit a day of money. job. I have a day job um, where I, I do sales things. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's a hard job sometimes. Yesterday was mm-hmm. easy. Today was not. Tomorrow's probably mm. going to be middle. You know, it's like up mm-hmm. and down, up mm-hmm. and down, up and down. And I was praying on Monday and I was like, God, please make my job easier. You know, like, can you just make the, can you make the rain come? Can you like, I'll do the work. Can you just make, multiply the work is what I was praying. And then the next morning I was reflecting on my day since I had made that prayer. And that day was hard. It was a difficult day. Doors slamming in my face. Not literally. I don't knock on doors. But like calls hung up. Like nose all yeah. over the place. And I remember just being feeling like defeated. But like I did it. And then I'm, I'm up and I'm ready to do it the next day. And it was it reminded me of the... Um, the and I, I was thinking about this and I came to the conclusion... I was like, it was the wrong thing to pray for. You know, can you make my work easier? It's like, why would you make the work easier when I can just make you stronger so the work feels Mm. the same? You know, it feels easier because you are stronger. And it's like, then you can do harder and and more difficult things and then have the same thing. Like, if you just, if God just made everything easy for you, then I would, I would never grow. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's how, that's, I've been thinking about that. I know. I would so much more prefer that, actually. Yeah, this is, you've hit upon something that I I deeply struggle with. Yeah. Because I hate, hate getting better at things, which contradicts what we were talking about at the beginning. Obviously, I'm so good at video games and chess and <laughs> having read science fiction books. You'd think that I have worked to be good at these things. But a lot of the things in my life that I'm good at, I just kind of had a natural affinity for, you know. And, uh, and like, it's contrary to what popular belief, it doesn't really take that much skill to get good at video games, you know, things of that nature. It takes uh, skill to get re- good at chess. Sure, but not really. <laughs> Getting to 1,000 is fine. It's easy. Yeah. No big deal. Anybody can get to 1,000 on Blitz Chess, three minutes, time controls. Challenge me, Propostle1 on chess.com. Um, was ProPostle taken? It, by me, and then I lost the password to that account. So ah, I'm bummer. <laughs> yeah, brutal. Uh, but I, I have this hard time because it's like I say, like I pray that. I'm like, God, give me the grace to like do the things that I need to do 
It's like, I know that you're going to provide and I have to cooperate with it. But then when it actually comes time to cooperate with him, I just have the hardest time actually doing it. Mm -hmm. And I've like suffered from that multiple times. Like I've faced a ton of consequences from my lack of cooperation with God. And he's always come back and provided for me, but it's certainly not been a pleasant experience. And so like hearing you say like, oh yeah, it was a really hard day, but like God is making me stronger. I like, I don't think I've ever like truly engaged in that. I don't think. Mm, Really? And that's like a scary thing. So it's like, I feel like I'm good enough without him making me stronger, which I think is a, is probably not where, not where he wants me to be, but I think it's exactly where Satan wants me to be. Hmm. You know, this like lukewarmness, I suppose. Yeah, I think it all like it all came together. It's just this morning when I was on the Instagram mm-hmm. and the Alex Hormozzi popped up with like a like a quote thing and he like referenced yeah. the Bible and I was like, Oh, did. I saw that. Yeah. I was yeah. like, Man, you read the Bible again? Get back in here. For you, man. Get back Come in on. There. Water's fine. I know. He was like he was like, God in the Bible, God created God gave Adam a job before he gave him a wife. Um, and he's like, the work is important. And he said, the work works on you more than you work on it. Yeah. And that's, that's just kind of been my, my guiding star recently is like, it doesn't, the results matter because mm-hmm. if you're not, if you're consistently not hitting the results, it means you're doing something wrong. But on the, on the narrow, on the granular term, it's like, okay, you didn't hit the results today. That's fine. But did you do the work? You know I, what I what I used to, the way I I in my job I have metrics. So, <sighs> and I was like, if I hit one of the metrics, I'm fine. Like if I do mm-hmm. an hour of calls, or if I do 45 calls, or if I get three appointments set up, then I feel like I'm fine. But in reality, it should be once I hit all of those things, like not only have I gotten three yeses, but I also dialed for 45. I also called 45 people and I did it for an hour. So like if I haven't dialed for an hour, I should keep calling. I'll probably get more appointments. I'll probably call more people, right? It's like, I've already got my three yeses in 15 calls. Sometimes that happens. I should keep going so that when I have mm-hmm. a deficit, I've stored up, you know, because like the yeah. work is important. And if I don't do the work, I get sloppy. I get worse at my job. Mm-hmm. I need to consistently put in the work. And if, you know, Cause it's, it's not about, it's not about the appointments. It's not about the calls. It's not about the sales. It's about me doing the thing that makes me more. It's probably virtue. It's probably virtuous. It's probably a virtue, yeah. right? Like fortitude, totally. mm-hmm. you know, prudence, mm-hmm. justice, taking down drug houses. You yeah. know, I was thinking we could start doing that. That was kind of, I think my ask to you was that we start training. Welcome to the Crunch, the only podcast that engages yeah. in vigilante justice Ooh, with military surplus equipment. Yeah, that's pretty yeah, fun. That's, that's hard. I, I'll, if I may, you use a workout hey. analogy. Ooh, love those. But it's not an analogy because I actually work out. So this is just an experience that I can discuss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I was lifting yesterday. I've had a crazy week. Um, like one of the busier weeks that I've had in a, in a long time. Cause I have like a lot of work to do. You mm. know, I have things that I have to do for Patrick that I have not finished yet. I haven't oh, started yeah. yet. I have, th- I have a lot of things for my job. Like today, my job, I wrote an ebook today from zero. Oh to yeah. You 10, had a lot to do. Yeah. And I have to write another one tomorrow. <laughs> so, which is, it's, it just, we're a little bit behind. So I'm like, we're doing a lot of crunch time work to get ahead and it's good. Mm. Um, but it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't that long, you know, like if I probably like Did in terms of word count, GPT? no, I used notion. I wrote about a thousand words. So it's like, okay. it wasn't, it's, it's like more, it's less of an ebook and more of like a, uh, I don't know what you'd call it. It's a premium content offering. It's like a, a more in-depth blog that can, gives people an insight into what my company does. Right. But anyway, so I was working out, I've been busy. So I was working out in the evening yesterday, which I normally don't do, but that was the only time I had to do it. It was like eight o'clock after dinner, Peter goes down, kitchen's cleaned up. It's like, okay, I need, I need to work out. I haven't worked out in like two days. And I, I did something different because my back has been hurting. And so I'm like, oh, I got to stop with the back. And I didn't even realize that I was doing this, but 
like when I was when I would squat, right? A lot of times, especially on I do like four sets of squats. So I do two warm-up sets and then two working sets. So when you get to the working sets with the heaviest weight, it's like it's hard <laughs> to do it. And it doesn't Naturally. feel good because it feels like like when I'm going up I'm just trying to describe this for people who maybe don't squat, but like when you're going up, it feels like even though you have the strength in your legs, it feels like you could get stopped at any moment. You know, like I'm going up, but I don't know if I'm going to make it because this is heavy and Mm -hmm. I'm like doing my heaviest lift and I'm like tired and it's 8 p.m. And so it's easy when you get like halfway up to like lift with your back to take some of the pressure Mm. off your legs. Yeah. And so it's sometimes I do it without even realizing that I'm doing it. Like I just cheat a little bit to get done with the rep because I want to do the rep. And so, and, and I noticed my back was hurting. So I was like, all right, well, clearly I'm doing something wrong. So I need to focus on just allowing my legs to do the work, which is kind of difficult. Like this is, this is like a hard thing to do when you've got the, you're, you're moving and you're doing all these things. It's not easy if you haven't done it for a long time. So I really focused. And I like, when I would get to a point where I was like, man, this really sucks. And I feel like I'm stuck. I just like kept pushing with my legs and I was able to do it. Like I was able to get to the top every single time I was walking around today no pain in my back. I was like, Oh, that's great. But I think this applies because like we get in these situations where we have to work or we have to suffer or we have to sacrifice and we choose to like lift with the back, you know, instead of with the muscle that like we're supposed to be using, you Mm -hmm. know? And so if you're at work, it's easy to maybe take a shortcut or procrastinate. Or if you're with your family, it's easy to maybe like not pay that close of attention or just kind of do the bare minimum to maintain the relationship you know, it's like be on your phone when you're with your kid instead of just like being with your kid or um, I'm trying to think of other examples, but like like not choosing silence and like choosing to even if it's a five minute break, like popping on music or a podcast or something when you could could just be sitting in silence and, and waiting for the next thing to start. Like there's lots of these moments throughout your day where it's easy to lift with your back instead of like using the muscle that's like that you're working in that moment. Um, yeah, but I just, I think it, it like tricks you into it. it the, yeah. the lifting with your back tricks you into the feeling of, of completion. And it's like, yes. okay, I got the rep done, but right. it's not about the rep. It's about doing the rep. Well, you know, you good. I'm good. Sorry. I was just, uh, okay. I need to turn my phone. On. Do not disturb. <sighs> uh, Podcast. And it, it makes you think that you can do more than you can actually do too. So yes. it's like, yeah. it's not just, like you get the rep done and you're like, oh yeah, like I did it. I made it across the finish line. I finished this thing, even though maybe it took me twice as long. Or I, I, you know, I had a great day with my family, even though I was half as present as I should be. Whatever the thing is, mm-hmm. it like makes you think that you're more capable than you actually are. When in reality, if you like shrunk it down and you just suffered for a little bit, then your capacity would actually increase in the actual you know, and yeah, that that's like what you were talking about. Like if I actually did the hour or if I actually did the 45 calls, you know, then I could have six instead of three. And like, that's, that's really exciting. But then it's like, you actually get there and you're like, ah, I'm done with this rep. I'm just going to, yeah. and then put the bar down and, and go, you know, drink a protein shake. Cause that's Cause the thing. The only reason I work out anyways, to get that delicious, get that delicious beautiful protein chocolate shake. protein shake at the end. Well, it, and it's funny because I think I think sales metrics are really in every organization they have sales metrics, right? So it's like you call you call this many people, you'll get this many appointments, this many will show, this many will buy. And so people yeah. kind of rest in those. And I think what people don't so let's say like you know, your let's say your your call your calls are supposed you're supposed to do fifty and you'll get five appointments, et cetera, right? And mm-hmm. someone gets to four and they're like, Well, I've almost gotten it. Right. Uh-huh. I'm almost yeah. there. 80%. But then you do that every day. So like yeah. that that's you're almost there but 4 out of 5 what is that that's that's, that's a, a B. that's that's a B, B that's 80%. So you're doing 80% yeah. of the work. You keep doing that, you're going to get there 80% as quick. And so then you're going to like you're off by a degree, you're going to get so far away and then in the future mm-hmm. you're like, "Well, why are my numbers not as high?" It's like, "Well, it's because you were doing 4 instead of 5." I think that yeah. happens in every sales organization and I think it's just a human thing. Where it's like, yeah. well, I almost did it. Like I basically did it. Yes. But you're tricking and then me. you're like you're yeah. yeah. Go ahead. You're tricking yourself into thinking that you've finished the rep. You're tricking yourself into thinking you've done your job. You're tricking yourself um because you've done your bare minimum, but the bare minimum is actually below the minimum. <laughs> yes. Anyway. I've done this my whole life. 
I'm thinking of a specific instance where I was 13 and to mm. mow the yard. I've probably talked about this on the podcast before. I don't think you have. I had to mow the yard. In order to mow the yard, you have to back the van out of the garage because you can't. Because you had two cars in the garage, the mower was here. So, like, to get the mower out, you got to back the back the van out to get the mower out. And so I backed the van out, and I don't leave myself enough room between the van and uh, I think we had this huge pot with a with a, a non-defined plant in it that was maybe alive half the time. And I tried to sneak, to squeeze through. I thought I had enough space. I could have moved the pot, and I could have backed the van up another three feet, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. I tried to squeeze the mower through because I was like, I got enough room. And I am 13, you know, so I'm like, I'm just <laughs> trying to get it done as fast as possible, right? Like I'm trying to get the mo- the lawn mowed so I can go inside so I, I can play World of Warcraft. That's what yep. I wanted to do. That was my whole life back then. And so I pushed the mower through and I get a huge scratch on like the front bumper of the van. And so like naturally my parents are upset. I'm like, ah, it's not a big deal. You can't even see it. And like now I recognize like why my dad was so upset because it wasn't it wasn't about the scratch per se. Like he was mad about the scratch. But it's like the fact that you didn't even have the ability to like stop and move the pot a foot to the left or the van. You could have done either of them. They would have taken 30 seconds and it would not have materially impacted, you know, the amount of time it would have taken you to get done with the job. Mm -hmm. And but like I still struggle with that. That whole concept of like I I have this thing and I just need to get it done as painlessly as possible. And I don't know if women experience this in the same way. I'm thinking about our female audience that maybe who don't Mm -hmm. experience work in the same way that men do. But like, that's where I feel. I'm always just trying to like minimize pain in every situation that I'm in. Even this Lent so far, I'm eating cinnamon rolls. What am I doing? (laughs) You know? I might eat cinnamon rolls. I mean, Emma made them and I was like, well, if she made them, then I have to eat them. But Uh, like, because otherwise they'll go to waste and you know, what, what can you do? But like, it's, I'm so afraid of, of pain. It is the curse of Adam. Ah. This is, this is what the, by, by the sweat of your brow, will you eat Ah. your bread? You know, it's like, that's what God says to Adam. And he says to Eve, like with pain, you will bring forth children. And those are two things that we have successfully tried to remove all of the pain out of, right? Yeah. You know? Um, it's just in Patrick officially against epidurals. Big, <laughs> big opposition to uh, medicated have, childbirth. You heard it here I have first. No comment on medicated childbirth. <laughs> However, I do wish that Pete, I do wish that providers would be a little more accepting of women who don't want medicated childbirth. I I'm would saying. appreciate it. I would appreciate it if. I would I would appreciate some consistency if we're gonna be all pro. Never mind. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little. It I'm is little crazy. Upset. It is crazy how even like Catholic hospitals you have to jump through so many hoops to like. Oh my! To gosh. just do things the like there's no I don't know. It's yeah. crazy when you, when it you get there, wild. people out there, it's crazy. And if you had a kid, you you know. Yeah, it, it's Whatever. it's it's wild because like my wife has had natural childbirth before, and mm-hmm. she's you know done the rigmarole. Oh, and, she's she's rigmaroled for sure. And they're like, well, statistically, it's more risky that this will happen and this will happen if we don't have constant invasive monitoring and all this stuff. She's like, I'm not a statistic. I've done this before. Yeah. Tell me, you know, it's like this is not my first birth. It's like it's statistically it'll be very similar to last time because that's how probabilities yeah. work is that it's the yes. same person in the same situation. We- you should have, there should be, I know some hospitals have like birthing centers or whatever, but yeah. I think we should build like little huts outside of hospitals where it's like, if you really want, you can go in the hut and you can give birth and we'll, we'll take the, the baby inside. You know, I think that would it's be, just, that'd be good for everybody. It's just absolutely. It's like we won't man. bother you. We're not going to yell at you. Just go to the hut. If And you can come in inside anytime. You can go back out. But like, we have a hut for we you. We have a hut for you. It's yeah. liability. Wait, yeah. It's yeah. just, it's so funny. It's like, I mean, she is in the hospital already. Yeah. So yeah. already great, great spot to be a, Good a, a Western hospital. Good place mm. to give birth. Yes. So she's like better off than most women, but they act that if you, if you like don't have an IV constantly attached to you right. and they don't they're have like, like an electrode, they're die. like, 
you're basically having giving birth in a third world country in like a poop filled yeah. river. Like that's that's how they treat yeah. you. And they look yes. at you like you have three heads and they go, are you sure you're, are, you are going to vaccinate your kids, right? Like, that's not the conversation we're having right now. I just want yeah. my wife to feel comfortable with just having our child. This is a normal yeah. thing. Anyway, tangent aside, <laughs> can you tell that we're dealing with this right now? I can anyway, tell that you're dealing justice with Justice for Phoebe. She's so sweet and she deserves more. Actually, um, justice for Phoebe. Actually, justice for Phoebe. I... I bring that up because it's like, it's the same. It might not sound like the same thing, but it is the same thing. Cause they're deeply tied together in Genesis. It's like Adam is called to work and, mm-hmm. and Eve is called to bring forth children. And the consequence of the fall is directly related to those things. Like Adam's work will be difficult and Eve's labor will be difficult. And mm-hmm. a lot of time and energy is spent trying to make those things not true anymore to undo right. the effects of the fall Mm-hmm. while maintaining the quote-unquote benefits, because there really aren't many. Yeah. Um, <laughs> trying to maintain the benefits of work without the sweat and trying to maintain the benefits of childbirth without the without the pain, right? I um, think that's hard for yeah. me that like, like knowledge work, like I don't sweat when I work, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I sweat, but it's just because this room gets so dang hot during the day when you're in there cooking some content I, mean, I well yeah my, little content my, kitchen smoke's you know? coming out of my head because yeah. my the gears are stuck um but it's it's difficult because we're removed from work in the sense that they meant work when the bible was written i understand that the bible yes. applies to all people in all places and all times and god is everywhere you know, and Jesus knew that there would be email jobs one day. And so it's, it's, it's immaterial as to yeah. the original intention, but like work as it exists now for a lot of people is not the same, even as it was a hundred years ago. Like there wasn't really knowledge work in the twenties, mm-hmm. I guess like the, in the same way that there, there's always been sort of accountants and like those types of people, yeah. but the labor was still vastly physical. And so it's it's weird now to be in this place of like the sweat of my brow to really engage in the work of Adam and to like suffer with Christ looks just totally different and it's much yeah. more like a a mental um I don't know what the word is it's a mind like a, game it feels like not it's not even a game I'm try, it's not like a restriction that's how like, my work, I don't, that's how my work feels I don't need to restrict my brain but I need it to like stay like kind of the virtue of meekness how like you're you need to constrain your anger but instead of like constraining your anger it's like constraining like your distraction or like all the different avenues that your brain can go down it's like i need to focus on one thing and like do this excellently like for you it's like i need to make these calls and do these sales and for me it's like i have to write this this copy or i have to make this ad or whatever and then it's like but then there's 50 billion, billion, jillion other things because it's all through the browser, you know? And like, I don't know what that virtue is that like keeps you on the thing, you know, hmm. bridled like a horse. Yeah. But for your brain instead of for your emotion, like your passions, like meekness, meekness for, for Con- your brain. Constant, constancy? Constantine? Constancy. Continence. Not pooping yourself. That Con- might be continents. What it is. Antarctica is a continent. We should move someone there. We should get a Taco Bell there. We should get a Taco Bell there. I've been saying. Do you know? Like that's the virtue that I I want to get, but I don't know where yeah. that exists in the Bible. I don't know if if that is real or if I. It's just like or if I'm like making it sound more glamorous than it needs to be, and it's just like shut up, just do your work, like Adam. You puny little human boy. Well, it's it's difficult with knowledge work because it's like the work is the work is by its nature ill defined. <laughs> you know, it's not yeah. it's very much not my yeah. my job is a knowledge work job, but it's nice because there right. are it's, yeah. activities that generate income and activities that do not. But like mm-hmm. everybody else at the company, like the billing department and the contract oh. department. Yeah. It's like they could be working. My 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 coworker Eric, he could be working on a million things. What's the most important thing? Is it the contract that's the most overdue? The contract that that 
owes the most money is the contract that is our best like what who who's who's more important or is yeah. it his kid crying upstairs what's more important it's like it's really difficult i think like figuring out what's important pri- being able to prioritize things mm-hmm. and then doing what you'll say that might be what it is like doing what you say you will do and being able to say correctly what you'll do like i told someone yesterday i was going to send them an email by 11 and i was like that's definitely not going to happen and i was like i don't know why i said that you know it was not (laughs) i i should have known that something was going to happen and this would fall to the bottom because when when some random person says hey can you send me an email with all the information i'm like yeah i'm going to send you an email with like most of the information that i feel like sending to you and i'm never going to hear from you again so i'm not going to waste my time you know what i mean but it's like it's like I know this is an important, so it falls to the bottom of the list. But I should be a yeah. little more, you know. The pride cometh before the fall, Patrick. What do you mean? Well, you're you saying I'll send you an email by eleven. Pride. You yeah. not sending the email. The fall. The fall. <laughs> yeah. I should just have like a standard email that I just copy. Even even Paul Muad'Dib, when he ascends to the emperor and and does a jihad on sixty billion people crazy Uh, he he too at the top of his game must wander out into the desert to atone for his sins Mm -hmm. um, and for the sins of his son that he has created by choosing is dune is dune too also dune messiah are they they throwing no apparently what i've heard the rumors are is that the ending sets it up for dune messiah but it hasn't officially been greenlit i'm assuming that this movie is going to do well and that they're going to make Dune Messiah, and it's going to be a trilogy. I think that's what they nice. That's what the director hopes. So because Dune, Messi- of... Dune Messiah is half as long as Dune, and it, and those oh, yeah. two books are basically a trilogy. It, yes. Yeah. It's like what comes after Dune Messiah? Is it any good? Children of Dune. Children. Children of Dune. It's, it just gets different after that. Okay. It's uh, Dune Messiah is great because it ends. It effectively ends Paul's story. Okay. And yeah. And then Children of Dune talks about Paul's son and how Paul's son sets himself up to be uh, the the emperor that reigns for 4,000 years when he merges with the sandworm. And that's what the fourth book is about. And then the fifth book is like thousands of years into the future. And the sixth book is, I think, right after that. So there's like a huge time jump after book four. Uh, so it's a whole... It's... It gets messy after after book okay. two, basically. Yeah. So I would say if you liked Dune 1, read Dune 2. And if you're a sci-fi freak, read 3 through 6. Uh, but if you don't, then stop. Yeah. Anyway, I that's liked, all the Dune talk. I liked Dune today. 1. Yeah, I haven't read yeah, Dune. Yeah, I think you would enjoy I... Dune 2 because it, it really shows the ramifications. Like Dune 1 kind of ends and it's like, and now I'm the emperor. And it's kind of this like triumphant thing. I think Frank yeah. Herbert was like, not enough people got that this was a a warning and like not a correct, not a good thing that yeah. Paul became this emperor. Like he should have, none of this should have happened. And so he made Dune Messiah and he was like, Hey, by the way, this was all really bad. <laughs> you know, a lot of people died. Yeah. So, uh, that's kind of what the second one is about, but it's, it's pretty good. Anyway, I thought that was the direction that Mistborn was going in, but I was wrong. Oh yeah. No, I, I, I have the second and third one. Do you think I should read the second and third Mistborn? I kind of stopped I, after so the first far, one. I was like, lame. I I like the ending. Yeah. I liked it. Uh, it reminded me of the Ascension. Sure. Right? It was like the yeah. there's no spoilers, but yeah, uh, I think you should. I apparently the second Mistborn is the one that he wanted to write first. Uh, he wanted to write a story about the revolutionaries after they succeed, mm-hmm. and then they were like. No, maybe you should write about the revolution first. Write about the revolution because people love that nonsense. Yeah, they do love that. We're Americans, baby. Yeah, oh yeah. I want to see. You know who else was Mistborn? George Washington. One of my one of my all time one of my all time favorite jokes. The 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 national the the patroness of America is Our Lady of the under the title of the Immaculate Conception. Yes, and. I I like a I like to make a little joke that the reason oh. why we chose that is because the Declaration of Independence was also an immaculate conception. Um, nice that that Americans treat and so, 
that's my little i didn't land that it sounded blasphemous when i said it but uh i I meant it tongue-in-cheek i got Um, you yeah yeah (laughs) i just uh i would never laugh at our great nation because i think you know we've done so much right over the years that it would be foolish to uh make fun of it agreed donald if you're listening Donald Trump I would accept any Please, kind of Donald position. Trump. One of these days, one of these days, I'm going to make the meme that's like Catholics, <laughs> Catholic, Protestants, Catholics worship idols, also Protestants. Donald Trump, oh, if you please. can hear this, please, Donald I Trump. I think that that meme has already been made for sure. Yeah, but I can make it and it'll do better. Oh, it'll go viral because <laughs> people uh, get so pissed on our Instagram. We're at we're at time. We're going to do the dating corner next. If you don't know, this is a show that goes up on Sundays and we talk about whatever we want to talk about, like we did today. Now on Wednesdays, we do a dating show where people go into our discord which you can access at bit.ly slash crunch discord you got over a thousand members in there greatest online community of catholics that you could ever find people ask their dating questions we have a channel specifically dedicated to dating questions called the dating corner you can get immediate help from our community and you can get your question featured on the show and that's how we week on the dating corner this week on the dating corner we got an update from jeff from last week we got a guy who's struggling with being attracted to his girlfriend we got a guy oh. who's uwu shy and oh. a guy who's trying to discern his relationship with a girl on a retreat. So stay tuned nice. for our Wednesday episode. Stuff. I thought it'd be nice to put a little teaser in a there. Little bit, a little bit. Because for us, it's happening in a couple of minutes. But for them, it's yes, they have to them, wait. Yes, but for them, it's a couple days. Eight. They have to wait. <laughs> oh, my God. Aha, it's like, we've, it's like we've taken the spice and we know what happens in the future. Yeah. And they we've, don't. We've, crushed up the, the sandworm. No, and they just snorted they just, its flesh. They just have it, they just have it in their coffee. The they book. don't. They just have it in their coffee. They don't really. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Anyway, uh, so check out our Wednesday episode. We also have a Patreon. If you think this episode was worth a couple of bucks, throw us some money on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash the crunch. With $10 a month and up, you get a bonus episode every week that goes out on Fridays. It's like this again, but it's bonus and only a $10 a month patron and up get it. So uh, Patrick, do you have anything else for the people? If you... If a if a if a worm wore pants, would it? I don't know. I I think it's funny to think of a sandworm wearing pants. Would you still podcast with me if I was a worm? <laughs> yes. Would you still podcast with me if I merged with Shy Halud? Shy Halud. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We will be praying for you, and we will see you all next week. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.